Hello, grace and peace. We're taking Anarchy to Church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. I'm Josh, a.k.a. Iowa Cap, And I'm Jeff Park, a.k.a. the over-caffeinated, uh, the over-caffeinated, I forgot how I was going to end that, the... <laughs> <laughs> like I changed my AKA 10 seconds ago and already oh, forgot how I was going. <laughs> For more pre-show banter, tune into our mega episode preambling number 24, the nuance broification of IOANCAP. But now back to the show. Yeah, anyway. Um oh, oh, sorry. Another sort of personal current event is I think I can go ahead and I think I can go ahead and and uh, and say because I've alluded to this several times um, in the past week, um, First Baptist Church of Calgary extended an invitation to my church for the two of us, two of our congregations to merge. And um, two days later, uh, my congregation unanimously. So they voted unanimously to extend that invitation. Two days later, my congregation unanimously voted to accept that invitation and uh and we will be merging with another um very like-minded gospel preaching reformed baptist church 11 blocks away from where we're currently meeting so it made it made a lot of sense um and um and uh i'm, I'm not surprised it was it was unanimous on all sides and um uh and so uh so we're uh we're very um, we're very excited about that about that prospect. Um, I've talked on this show about we we've we've talked about fighting for the institutions, um, and and frankly, um, Community Grace Church, not a bad name, doesn't hold the weight of First Baptist Church of Calgary. Uh, <laughs> um, and and not incidentally, the First Baptist Church of Calgary, 1888, when Calgary had 500 people, this church was founded. They they finished the their they finished the building they currently reside in in 1912, um, and built it to seat about 500 people. Which I respect the hustle. Um, wow. <laughs> is, how many people does this city have? We will build our church to hold that many people. No one needs to go to the Lutheran <laughs> church, um, you know. <laughs> um, and and, and, and um and so and I've I've uh, I've shared pictures in the in the uh, secret Discord. It is uh, I went cap today talked about uh, uh talked about uh, uh the uh, architecture um uh, about uh, about like. And, and we had said, well, our, our, our founding pastor has had a picture of this, of this church or a uh, drawing or a painting of this church in his living room long before we ever talked about. And, and the, because he's got pictures of a lot of the old, beautiful churches in Calgary. And, and we've been praying that real Christians would take back these old, beautiful churches um, because when, when Knox United Church has like some LGBT prayer lab, labyrinth that would make John Knox somersault in his grave, um, then 
then then we need to then 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 it's 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 past time um to start Deus volting back uh non-violently Deus volting back yes <laughs> these uh um these buildings um and and um and so look yeah we're talking about a um so and this isn't the main thing is the gospel needs to go forth in this city and are we and and the, so the main thing is just sitting down and yeah. and being honest does the gospel go forth better with two churches or with one in this situation and in and 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 probably in most situations two would be the correct answer in this case we we thought we thought one was the correct answer because of a lot of things that I'm not going to get into um we we thought that was was a good match where we were better together than we were uh separately but nice side benefit we're talking about a historic building with beautiful architecture we're talking about um we're talking about the name first baptist church and and if you're if you're fighting for the institutions in a denomination called the baptists of western canada um being first baptist of biggest city in western canada then vancouver if you count the metro is bigger but um but being first baptist of biggest church in western canada is not not a bad place to be starting from <laughs> to fight for those institutions and so um so anyway i've i've referenced this a few times in in preambling and in our conversations and in mm-hmm. and talking about church polity and stuff like that that we've uh that we've been heading towards this and and working towards this and um um so the next time i need to record from a church it's probably going to be a different church <laughs> um, behind me um and uh, um and uh so it, it will it will uh, the the wherever wherever it is might be um might be a lot newer than uh 1912 but we are talking about a a, a building in which the which the the room that some people still call the new gym was built in 1960 so uh, <laughs> so uh um, so <laughs> we're 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 talking uh, we're talking about some uh, some actual heritage here yeah but i mean like but also like and this was really my thing is I saw that video of the drag queen walking into this UCC yeah. building. And I was like, and really the, my first thought was what an abomination and a blasphemy against the Lord. The second thought I had was why is it that the heretics all have the beautiful buildings and we keep putting our church services in ugly architectural boxes. And, and there's like the high churches have a lot of criticisms about against uh, us evangelicals and we're pretty high church for, I would say uh, you and I are pretty high church for evangelicals. Um, well, for they have Baptist? a lot of criticism. Yes. Yeah. For, and, and uh, a lot of people have criticized us and a lot of their criticism is just like, okay, sure. Well, that's because you believe what you believe theologically that we believe is wrong and possibly in places heresy. But, but one criticism we get from high churches is that, that issue of ugly architecture. And I think 
Uh, I really think that they're right on this one. I And it's not like we have to go out and buy old buildings to do it. Um, go down to the house that RC built. Um, if you're ever in or uh, if you're ever taking a trip to Disney World uh, in Orlando, you know, or you're just going down, you know, the, the Orlando, Florida area, plan to be there on a Sunday and go to a worship service at St. Andrew's um, Church, the, 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 the house that R.C. built is what I call it. But it was the church that was planted by R.C. Sproul. And um, it's on the Ligonier slash Reformation Bible College campus. They all kind of share the same campus. And it is a new building, but it is gorgeous and ornate, high vaulted. And yet it, and it's not filled with iconography. Like the immediate th- thought that people, especially of a Reformed-ish brand, think is like, oh, so we're supposed to put a bunch of icons and pictures of Jesus and pictures of God. No, there's no iconography. A few crosses, but no, but no iconography. Um, but it is just a beautiful building. You and and the effect is obvious. It's funny because we were on our way over there, and we we normally have to talk to our our children about like expectations when we go to a new place. You know, everyone, you know the talk. You know, where you have to be like, all right, now we need to be quiet. We need to be non-disruptive. This is not like our church where you get to run up to your friends. You know, we need to be respectful, but we walk in the building and I, we forgot to talk about this with our kids. But the minute we step in oh, and by the way, uh, the guy who seated us, uh, was a man named Burke Parsons. Uh, uh, oh. and, uh, my sister was the one who walked up to him. So she didn't know that she was supposed to be starstruck, uh, which is why it's good that she walked up to him and not me. Uh, basically, she walks in and and we were looking for a place to sit. And then this this gentleman in a robe walks up to her. Uh, by the way, they wear robes there, uh, and vestments. And he walks up and he and and this guy says, "Oh, hi, are you new here?" Like, yeah. Do you, are you looking for a place to see? See here. Let me sh- let me show you where you can sit. And we just we got seated by Burke Parsons. No big deal. Uh, but honestly. <laughs> That's like a whole other rant, but that just shows you what kind of people the Ligonier people are. I love that, 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 um, they're not like, they're not celebrities. Like he's a pastor. He's standing in the back of the chapel. Uh, he was standing in the back of the chapel as people were walking in and he saw a confused family with a bunch of kids and he said, here, let me show you where to sit and showed us a place to sit. And, uh, that impressed me as much as anything that's come out of Ligonier. I'll be honest. Small thing. But but the minute we walk in, my kids, again, we didn't have the talk. And my kids walk in and they fall dead silent. Mm. They were dead silent. And we never had to hush them throughout the whole service. They were just, they looked at everything around them and they knew this is a place to be silent. And this is a place to wait for, for something to happen that, that, that we're going to meet the Lord. And that's where I think one of the big things that we've talked a lot about on our, on our modern downgrade, uh, evangelical downgrade episodes and evangelical toward an evangelical upgrade is a big problem with modern evangelicalism is this lack of reverence. John Calvin defined godliness or piety, um, as, uh, fear mixed with love reverence and love and and he's getting that from Rev, from romans one where uh, i'm i'm convinced that if you read between the lines paul is 
defining uh the is defining what godliness is um in that by um glorifying god and giving thanks to him and so he that mixture of reverent glorifying of god with loving gratitude or as i've heard one place glorifying god and enjoying him we do really good at emphasizing the love and the that aspect and yet because and i'm going to make a bold statement here because we fail to emphasize the reverence we actually fail to love him as much as we could right we re- right. the the biggest problem with evangelicalism the root i would say the root of so much of our, the problems of evangelicalism even the way that we are so flippant in our use of the bible comes back to the fact that we are irreverent as a people if if we truly believed that god is the creator and sustainer and ultimate judge yeah. of the earth we would not walk into worship so flippantly we would not pick up our bibles so lackadaisically we would be serious about questions of morality and about worship and about the gospel and about getting the gospel right and getting salvation right and getting theology proper right what is the true character and attributes and identity of this god of the bible we would take these things more seriously we would engage in systematic theology seriously if we got that reverence and i'm convinced that our architecture plays a huge part in that you walk into a evangelical or even just a main not mainline not a evangelical protestant building and you feel no sense of awe no sense of reverence. Um, it feels like you just walked into a theater. In many cases, that's exactly what we're doing. Now, I understand. Church plants have to do what they can do. They have to buy what building they can get. They have to rent what building they can get. But if you have the money to build, why not build something beautiful? If you're doing a, a sanctuary... Uh, fix up. Why not make it something beautiful? Why not make it something that's going to cause children when they walk into the sanctuary to remember, I'm walking into the presence of God. So now is a time to be silent. Your mileage may vary on that, by the way. Um, It is possible that at least one of my children might have said, a giant maze. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but yes, yeah. in general, that, that it does work. <laughs> yeah. I'm even coming back around to the idea of a sanctuary, like a set yeah. apart place, a sanctuary set apart. This is something that we, we, this is a special place where we are, encountering God as a people in the act of worship in song, prayer, and in word. And um, just to recapture that reverence. Yeah. Well, and, and um, so I have a, um, uh, 
papist friend that I'm that I'm trying to gospel, and uh, um, and uh, and so I ex- I explained to him like it. Oh, over a year ago, <laughs> explained to him, you know, I'm going to be a little different than what you're thinking a Baptist is on on the sacraments um, is like, I know is we, we started talking about it. The sacraments are a big part of the reason he's a Catholic. He was an atheist, now a Catholic. Um, so headed in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, and uh and the sacraments are a big part of the reason why I, and I, I was saying, yeah, I'm going to be a little different. And I, I tried to explain to him what, like a, a word in sacrament type. I didn't, I didn't, um, I, I didn't immediately start with, well, no, really, when you look at, when, when you look at uh, the Keats catechism or whatever, although we did eventually get there. Um, but I, I originally was just like, yeah. So you know, I'm a Reformed Baptist, and particularly, like, we we sometimes try to call, like, to call ourselves, like, Word and Sacrament, um, and, and, and then, and he kind of got it, um, and, and not a, not a failure in his own understanding, it's just, like, like, how do you explain, here's what we believe theologically, but then, like, here's the seriousness and the reverence with which it's treated, right? Then I sent him pictures of this church. And I said, oh, remember when we had this conversation about like a word and sacrament chat in Baptist church? This was built to be a word and sacrament Baptist yeah. church. And he's like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. this is what this church was built for. <laughs> yes. And, and, um, um, and uh, in this particular case, um, it's it's very obvious the architecture is centered on a giant pulpit yeah. with a giant table underneath yep. it, right? Yep. Like, <laughs> and, you can center both. I feel like sometimes that's a conversation that Protestants have where they're like, "Do you yeah. center the the pulpit or the the table?" Like you can center both. There are ways to shape your your sanctuary so that you don't have to pick between the two. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, yeah, and then and then obviously, well, so okay, so so what's on the center line of the church? The 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 giant community Bible in the narthex um, mm. uh, is on the center line. Um, the communion table is on the center line. The pulpit is on the center line, and the baptistry is on the center line. Yeah, and that's those are the only things on the center line of of the church, right. uh, of the narthex and sanctuary at least. Um, there's there's probably like a closet of choir robes back there too that it's technically on the center line, right? But 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 of the things where you, as a visitor, would obviously walking in perceive as being centered those are the things that are centered um and um uh, and then and then there are two massive pieces of stained glass one saying uh do this in remembrance of me or maybe this is my body broken for you i can't remember mm-hmm. actually 
but one one clearly dedicated to uh and dedicated to the supper um and then and then the the other uh clearly dedicated to baptism and those are the two big massive uh windows and 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 that so much more effectively than you explaining it to people even explains to people this is what we're here for like um and um and yeah like and uh for the next because we're not we're not folding up immediately for the next month we are still going to be on the second floor of a literal office building (laughs) um um because that's what church plants do um and yeah absolutely and there's nothing wrong with it and by the way um first baptist is insured for i can't remember a lot of money if it burned down it would not be rebuilt not in the way it is right they would not spend they would not spend all that money on rebuilding that church rightfully so but they would build a respectful church yeah. with architecture that conveyed the yeah. importance of this and uh yes they probably would not build a massive pipe organ into the architecture of the church this time even though they quite appreciate having it um, i, like it. I kind of um, like that i it, it's it is it is not bad um and like when it. and and when and when the the uh the things being played on it are actually good gospel rich music instead of uh um in, instead of just i'm going to go wild on bach every sunday because because we don't have a particular re- reason for being here which is what it was 5 years ago um i uh, then then that's uh um then then that makes it even more beautiful but um but yeah like it would not be rebuilt the same way if if uh and and really why would you try first of all the city wouldn't let you um because i walked around and there were definitely some 1912s vibe checks uh way better than uh way better than a uh being up to code right we all agree. Um, <laughs> there, there was a, there was, there was quite a bit of that. But uh, um, so, first of all, they wouldn't let you build that building that way anymore. Um, but, uh, um, uh, but second of all, like, um, it's valuable because it's old. It's valuable because, um, uh, because they they made a lot of choices to to uh, build a building in a way that was, and by the way, I mean, the congregation built the building. That's why, I mean, they, the men got together and like, they didn't have an architect. The men got together and went, here's what we want to see. How would we pull that off guys? All right, I've got an idea. (laughs) Like, and, and, um, and so, uh, so yeah, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't rebuild it that way. Um, but if, you know, if you've, because of a tragedy, like it burning down, if you've 
got all that money sitting there yeah. to rebuild a church, build something that reminds people of the reverence they're supposed to hold. Yeah. And, that, um, and I think, I think that's, um, and you yeah, know, it's also not bad. It's not bad that whether it's, whether it's the name or the building that, that people from all over the world walk into that building looking to hear the gospel. Yes. Who may not have believed it yet. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. Yeah. And looking like a church, I think that's the thing too, is like, you know, that's, that's yeah. the reason why people are not coming to faith in evangelical churches. I'm sorry. That's why people, a lot of atheists are, and secularists who are looking for something deeper are going to these old churches because they do not want more of the world in their church. Like they, they, they want to feel like they're coming into a new world into a, a they're, they're like, that's something new is happening. Something distinct from what's going on out there is happening in here. And, and something is going on inside the evangelical church. Well, you hope is going on in there. That's different than the world, but they don't, it doesn't look like it. Mm-hmm. But but also I think that it isn't happening largely because because it doesn't look at it like it and I just think ultimately like really the big thing is that that I'm pushing toward is in the same way that we are pushing to be more theological in our worship in our worship music um, in our preaching like there's been a big push in the reformed movement to be more theological and intentionally theological. <clears throat> In those things, we should also be theological in our architecture. Like, if you're going to build a building and you have a choice, be intentionally theological in what you build. Don't be, don't be practical. That's the problem. Is there's so many of these 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 churches that are against pragmatics in everything but in building shape. Right, like they'll they'll be pra- they'll be against pragmatism in every other way, except then they'll just build this very pragmatic space and like no, be intentional there too. And and uh, it's going to have a better effect on your worship if you seek to be to create architecture that is reverent. And then also, yeah, things that you brought up that is going to emphasize that people know when they come in the building that the preaching is important. That the word is important. This isn't just giving a, you're not just setting up a music stand and and giving a good talk like that. We're preaching the word of God and we think that matters. And that when we come to the table, we are coming to something that matters. When we bring out the baptismal, however you structure it to bring out the baptismal, when that happens, we are doing something that matters and is significant. We need to structure our churches in such a way that, that it does that and that it creates a sense of awe. We need more majesty in our lives. We need more majesty in our worship, in, both in, in the structure and in the song. That's why I like pipe organs. <laughs> I'll be real. Um, it feels majestic and bigger than just a worship service, than just another rock band on stage. And we don't have to beat this topic to death. We've already covered too much ground probably um but i don't know i just think like i i don't know if i've talked about I've, maybe i've talked about this on official show channels or maybe i haven't but i'm i'm possibly interested in church planting and uh 
you want to support that, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash flyover and, and uh, give some money for uh, so that uh, I can have a part-time job doing this. Uh, just saying, just saying, uh, you know, support a church planter. I did miss that trick when I mentioned that I had dropped pictures of the church in, in the chat, hadn't I? That's right. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Sorry to be that, sorry to be stealing from your mouth there. Uh, stealing stealing be, food from your kids' mouths there, Josh. <laughs> and I'll be honest that that is uh, a little bit of. I'll uh, be honest. That's a little bit of the reason that I wanted to monetize this episode, this podcast, is because I was hoping we could do that might uh, fund uh, in some way, small way. Uh, a church planting effort, but I'm still in the considering stages of it. I'll say that it's part of it's. I've I've said it. Uh, you know, uh, it's part of the fleece I'm laying out. I'll be I'll be just about that. That that's that's part of the fleece. There's other things. There's other things that I'm seeking the Lord's direction in. I'm not. But if I were to plant a church, um, I'm sure we would end up probably renting a grocery store on Sunday morning or something. You know, finding an empty space on a Sunday morning or a basement somewhere, and that's where we would worship initially. Um, I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Um, I'm not going. I'm not big on shelling out a bunch of money uh, for a big fancy space um, when really what I want to emphasize and what I want to bring people into is uh, word worship, word based worship, preaching the gospel. Um, We'll start small, but, but before we start thinking about a building, we're going to start thinking about a pulpit. I, right. I'm going to want a pulpit before we get, start thinking about building a building. I would rather have a really nice pulpit so that when people walk in, even though they're walking into a basement of a grocery store or of a bookstore or wherever we end up going, they look there and they see an ornate pulpit and maybe a very ornate table for the Lord's supper with, with ornate pieces for the, for the off for the offering of the, 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 the sacrament so that they see whatever's going on over here. That is valuable. That is important. What's going on up there. What's about to happen up there important and there's a whole bunch of other things that i've, I've thought a ton about <laughs> because if any if there's any, one thing you can be sure about me is i've thought i've overthought everything um but but that's one of the things that it's because that emphasis of reverence and of of awe that even if if i'm in a space that i have to rent for the time being and who knows how long that time is could be the entire life of the church there has to be something in that room that brings a sense of awe and reverence that we are worshiping the God of the universe. This is not something that we are going to take lightly coming before the throne. Yes, we can come freely before the throne of grace, but it is still the throne of grace. <laughs> we are right. coming boldly before the King of the universe, but he is still the King of the universe. And so we need to mix with our confidence in our love, sense of awe and reverence. And, um, yeah, I think we're going to skip the, the Q and a for the week, by the way. Uh, the, uh, the, the, AK, or the, uh, AMA. AMA. Yeah. yeah. We're going to skip that. Makes sense. <laughs> um, you, w wait, do you think, you think we've gotten two episodes out of this somehow? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, Seems I just, likely. I mean, I think it's important to say that, that clearly, Clearly, biblically, 
it, it's it's important that um, that if you if you possibly can, um, three hundred cubits long, fifty cubits broad, and and thirty cubits high, because that's truly the architecture that the Bible spells out. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Nope. Uh, we're going to save that for another week. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to do it for another episode. Thanks for joining us for our conversation about, of all things, architecture. You never know what you're going to get on the Anarchist Bible Study. Uh, but thanks for joining us again. And uh, why don't you go ahead and give it a like. Give it a high rating. Give it a, a share. Subscribe. Follow. You know, something cool like that, because you never know what we're going to talk about next, and you want to be there, hear about it. And if you're really appreciative of what we do, make sure to go over to buymecoffee.com slash flyover and support us for just a dollar a month, or make us talk about some other random topic for just a one-time $5 donation. Uh, that could be fun. I don't know. Uh, within reason. I mean, we do have right of refusal. We'll give you your money back, but within reason be reasonable um but of course most importantly join us again next week when we take anarchy to church here in the anarchist bible study grace and peace <laughs>